Poetry night lives in the future. Poetry is, you know. Poetry, but. What we do? Poetry is, you know. Poetry, but. What we do? Poetry is, you know. Every night rings through. Let's put our hands together then for Mr. Tito Titus. Certainly. Um, I'm going to um, start pimping my book in a minute, but before I do that, I want to uh, uh, refer to some uh, more recent work. I'm working on a, a, a chat book on uh, the drought of 2014-2015. Gosh, let's see how long it lasts. Uh, these first two poems are excerpts from that. And uh, the first one's called Wallawa Whitman National Forest. Am I too close to the mic or not far enough? Or it's working? Huh? Okay. If it were up to me, I would advise getting about three or four inches close. All right. That's all right. I just, because I can't hear what you're hearing. I can barely hear what I'm hearing. <laughs> Wallawa Whitman National Forest. Black welts on my arms and back, wide as my father's buckle and belt, taught me the lesson, I suppose, whatever it was, perhaps not to play with matches like I did when I set the ponderosa pine on fire. Golden, shiny, sticky globules glowed, refracted mountain sunlight, Lead sap threads groundward, dripping over scraggy bark terrain. Between my tiny fingers, viscous pitch rolled pliant, warmed by solar power, ready for bitter chewing. Lit a match, stomped out the flame. Lit a match, stomped out the flame. Lit a match. Stomped out the flame. Too late. Won't work. Flames too high. Too late. Ignited bark. Burned skyward. Reaches. Grabs. Races. Flashes. Pops. Limbs and branches. Dance alive. The tree goes up. The tree went up. Okanagan Wenatchee National Forest. Okanagan County Sheriff Frank Rogers was quoted on CNN as saying, 
It was a hailstorm up there. Our summer highway landscape smells like a dirty fireplace after roasting cattle and tractor tires. It spreads charred black mile upon mile barns, fences, sheds and double wides where lightning struck the tinder. Trees, grass, brush dried by drought waterless brown needles and leaves split gray fence posts and paintless cow sheds turned first rust brown by countless summer suns now sooty shadows of landlocked dreams across the inland empire upper falls carlton carpenter road tunk block colicum tarps wolverine stick pin cougar creek highway 8 Douglas County, Saddle Lakes, Twisp River, Graves Mountain, where ranches and animals used to be. Innocence, the deer, elk, and bear. Helpless, the goats, llamas, chickens. Trapped, three men. Ages 20, 26, and 31. So that's my recent work. Um, I want to go back to the book. Um, It begins with a quotation from Albert Camus in his notebooks uh, in which he said, there is a life and there is a death and there is beauty and melancholy in between. It's kind of funny because I ran into that quotation just prior to publication. And I thought, damn, He said in one sentence what I was trying to say in the whole book. (laughs) And so we're beginning again with this. If I get too close to the mic, just raise your hand. This is called What a Lovely Way. He sang, uh, uh, she don't like it like that, uh. Uh, she don't like like that. Uh, uh, she don't like it like that. He shook a tambourine, slapped it on his thigh. The band played and he flashed his best bumping smile with some ready in his eye. The crowd clapped and chanted, uh, uh, she don't like it like that glittering women. Cooed background harmony. The stage became Pantyland. They tossed him up for the sweating, gravelly-voiced man, urging him to lift them higher. The club pulsed, 
She don't like it like that. She don't like it like that. Over and over. Yes, over and over. Heavy bass and drums. Always the drums. The song grew long. It went on. It went on. The crowd roared. Sweat poured. Till he became a pile. On the floor. Not breathing. Uh, uh, she don't like it like that. Now he's, uh, if anybody follows rock bands and have heard of the band Morphine, that poem is dedicated to Mark Sandman. Speaking of rock music, this one's titled B.B. King, Eric Clapton, and Me. And by the way, I'll be your Eric Clapton if you'll be my B.B. King. I want a big-ass Cadillac that'll fulfill my fantasy. Sitting in soft black leather stripped from cattle grown without barbed wire fencing. Super sound on the radio. Daring decibels blasting. Air condition as quiet as a vacant cemetery. The neighbors see and say, Jesus Christ, there he goes in his big-ass Cadillac. Son of a bitch, who the hell he think he is strutting his stuff like a goddamn rock star? And I smile like Audi Duty, <laughs> like I didn't know any better. <clears throat> Generations on hot, rocky summer trails. I wore deerskin sandals and walked naked on sunburned ridges through dusky gorges. My hair grew long, my beard thick as a bear's pelt before it became thin and white. My body grew lean from steep climbing and from the hunger that haunted me when these wild lands did not bless my hunt. You do not know. You have no way of knowing how I threw the spear, how I brought down the beasts. You laugh when I stay near the fire, even in summer, and walk with a stick too slow to chase the deer. Sadness claws at me, knowing you and your children, and you will have children who will not know that I ran these lofty lands. A sure-footed goat on sharp rocks, seed of champions in a new world, father who killed fresh Meat for his family. I almost brought some books up here, but I've I've been published in a couple of erotic uh, anthologies, and I I almost brought them tonight, and then I decided, oh well, there's not going to be anybody show up anyway. But um, 
this 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 is an example of my erotic writing and maybe why I'm not pursuing that so much. <laughs> the Aspen Affair. If a tree could say, Hey there, big boy, it would be the Aspen. She would say it while shimmying in the wind beneath a wide western sky. Her gently rounded leaves would wiggle and wave for a man with an eye, a heart, and a love of the land. Embrace her tender branches would bend, embrace the breeze, and reach for the rush that comes in the evening warm. Pines, pines are spiritual the way they moan and wail in the mountain light. Cottonwoods jabber like crows, murders of vulgar green crows. But the sensual aspen, <laughs> gently seductive aspen, knows me too well. She asks me to stay, and I put my money down. And now you know why I live in Kashmir. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. This is called <sighs> Haunting Bolinas. If you'll notice, I'm switching between uppers and downers. Haunting Bolinas. I visit Richard Brodigan's house in Bolinas, California, on the wet, windy coast north of San Francisco. I stay in the house at night where Richard exploded his brains with a 12-gauge shotgun. A woman comes by each night, stands in the dimly lit walkway outside the glass entry door, looks at me in the front hall, her sad eyes asking me a question, and I do not understand, and I am afraid to answer the door because I do not belong in Richard Brodigan's house. She opens the door with a key, lets herself in, stands in the amber entry, tells me her name, Iantha. You do not belong in this house, she says, because you do not own a Remington pump action. You don't drink so much anymore, and you would never do to your daughters what my father did to me. Uppers and downers. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, must be upper time. <laughs> it's called nose hairs. <clears throat> Does self-reflection go into uh, 
Poetry writing? Nose hairs. He ain't going to buy one of them nose hair scissors or one of them little round things they sell in catalogs for old folks that got nothing better to do than look at catalogs. You know, the little metal things shaped like funnels for filling fruit jars, only small enough to stuff up an old hairy man's, a man's, an old, <laughs> an old man's hairy nose and buzz stuff away. Nah, that's not for him. What he's gonna do is what he always does. Reach in there with thumb and forefinger. And grab some hair's ties and yank. <laughs> we still got a little time. Got a couple more. Plus, I have files back in the. No, never mind. <laughs> this is called remembering George. I might say this book is structured so that uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's, um, it becomes increasingly ominous as you go through, through the book. It starts all, all cheery. I think the first poem in the book is about uh, a sweet young Hawaiian girl's slow slung sarong with the tattoo peeking over teaching me that pleasure only lasts a while and we go from there to well this is in the last section of the book it's called remembering George my friend George he's dead suicide I remember walking with him on a sunny day, music surrounding us, a folk festival of peace. I told him I thought I would like to go national, create a product or an idea that would propel me toward comfort the way Gilda Radner bought a New England estate by starring in a supporting role for an ordinary but national film. He replied, I want to know what it feels like to be a woman. Really, I said, you want to change? Oh, only for a day. I want to be a woman for a day to fill it in my skin. This annoyed me how he ignored the fact that my fantasy could happen and his could not. Suicide. Imagine that. Okay, back to the uppers. <laughs> my father's nose. Which is probably the only upper poem about my father I've ever written. Keep your nose clean, my father would say. And I thought he meant stay out of trouble. 
And maybe he did. My nose? My nose is clean. I pick it at stoplights when there's nothing to pick. Scrub it daily. Keep it shiny. Not at all like my father's dirty nose with every pore spotted black by neglect. As he lay in his last bed, awaiting the great corridor, gasping for air, gurgling each breath, I wanted to tell him. They have nose inspections every day on the other side. (laughs) You know... I think we've gone on for quite a while. I would like to read one last poem, and it just so happens since I read one about my father, I'm going to read one about my mother. Incidentally, yeah, the, the, there are these. You come here often? Um, uh, never mind, I'm, I just censored myself. Um, I'm going to read a poem about my mother and then we'll, we'll, we'll close with that one and I, I kind of like that idea. Um, this is called St. Joan. She fought the war, the tough war. She won the war, terrible war. A little country girl leading the campaign for truth, justice, honor for dignity and peace she died triumphant courageous ready to go but charred to the bone my mother was Joan of Arc thank you very much you've given me a very warm reception I really appreciate it thank you Keep it going for Tito Titus.